Commissioner Hill Jasper. I'm an empath and paranormal investigator. I am also an author of a dozen books. Thank you for listening to Haunted Real Connections, where I'll bring you the best mediums and paranormal people the field has to offer. Stay tuned for another great show on Paranormal King Radio. Hey everybody, um, welcome back to Hunted Real Connections on Paranormal Review Radio, and I'm your host, Nicole Jasper, and I have another great guest, and welcome back, Father, the doctor now, Ken yeah. Torres, hope yes. I said your name right. <laughs> yeah, you said it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, congratulations on that note. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Doctor, that was... Yeah, that was hard. That was about eight to okay, ten years yeah. in the, that was about eight to ten years in the making, going on and off school, seminary schools, stepping away, second guessing myself, but I finally achieved my doctorate in divinity from uh, esoteric interfaith seminary. So it's interesting. My last thesis was about twenty pages, and uh, I wrote oh, about wow. I wrote about uh, let's see uh, uh, commonalities between Roman Catholicism and Protestantism. So, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must be good work. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot of hard work. <laughs> I bet I barely have enough patience to finish mine to read. I'm not going back to college. Well, you know, and, and it's still it's still a work in process because even it though is, I have my yeah. doctorate's degree, I still have to keep up with some school requirements. Uh, you know, I still have to type in papers and bring in papers every once in a while. So. <clears throat> I'm actually working on a paper right now. Uh, well, it's about shamanism. And so oh. I'm going to see what I can bring uh, to the table about shamanism and, and we'll go from there. Because <laughs> right, a, yeah. a doctorate of divinity is, a, you know, although oh. I specialize in Christianity, a doctorate of divinity is essentially <clears throat> a, a person who, who understands and respects all faiths and all beliefs. <clears throat> so it's my job to have a basic understanding of all these different belief systems and so but it was a lot to do it's a lot to do it's it's just a lot of a lot of paperwork a lot of studying a lot of books you look at my library right now i've got about 15 20 books all based on theology and different belief systems (laughs) so yeah (laughs) there's that that, you were born and raised born and raised from new jersey yeah yeah from san francisco area right now and having grew up in a um many uh Life of hauntings and was yes. tormented by the evil entity. I don't know if you wish to tell us more about that or later on. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely have a problem with that. So, I, I grew up experiencing a, a life of hauntings. Uh, and right. and for me, it was it wasn't the, it wasn't the hauntings that you experience uh, on 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 ghost adventures any of those shows. I mean, <laughs> I was actually going through a full demonic haunting my family was being terrorized by an evil entity uh okay. to the point where things were falling off the shelves crucifixes were being uh turned inside down candles uh my dog ended up missing and he was crucified and gutted open in the backyard we found him like that uh there was a girl that would come out from under the bed and and, huh. and attack my little sister in a purple dress even to the point where one time she actually 
woke up in the middle of the night with a knife uh, and she would hear voices and we would see things. Uh, we would see things that were unexplained. We'd wake up with really bad scratches, uh, to be really bad sulfuric smells. Uh, it was a real demonic uh, uh, attachment haunting because we were the sixth people that had lived in that house uh, in a matter of two years. So oh, wow. it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty intense. Um, and so, you know, and even before that, I uh, had a volatile um, relationship with my mother. So my grandmother raised me. And so I got to see my father on the weekends. And so it was cool. Uh, but even with that, you know, I was open and sensitive to a lot of different things. Uh, my grandmother from my mother's side, actually, uh, was a high priestess in uh, Santeria, which is a Caribbean practice, uh, based, right. you know, based out in, in the Caribbean. Uh, and so there was a lot of weird stuff that would always happen. Uh, right. I would see different things. I would wake up in the middle of the day and I'd go to the room, but in the room, there'd be like a running river, you know, and, right. and you know, and we go to the yeah. one room and it'd be like a freaking, like, like a jungle. And so I don't know if it was my imagination, but my aunt, you know, she's experienced these things as well. Oh, wow. uh, and so that kind of uh, prepared me uh, for what was to come in the future. Now, uh, you know, I, I am. I was just going to ask that and also having that, that I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off, but. Um, having that background in military as well, did that? Yeah. <coughs> my voice. Did that? <laughs> did that help you open up to that? As, to things like that, nature. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the military definitely uh, prepared me in the sense where uh, it kept me focused and it kept me grounded and it kept me mission oriented. You know, ab uh, being able to achieve tasks and stay on a goal. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, there's there are things that you know, uh, we see in the military, we experience and, you know, the unfortunate part is, you know, yeah. uh, being being trained to to do bad stuff to bad people. Um, and so, you know, that that helped prepare me. The, the monstrosities and the atrocities of war from the other right. side is definitely uh, so. So I'm in tune with 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 what true evil really is, you know, and it's it's not demonic. You know, the true evil is the human being. It's it's. You know, what a person, an evil dictator can do to thousands of people, millions of people, right. you know, steal their food, steal their money. And and if, you, and, and if you're not subjected to, to wanting to idolize them, you know, they, they kill you and bury you and, 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 and dig you uh, in a ditch. And so when you're rolling down the streets of Iraq, you see nothing but dead bodies of children and, and families who were opposed to a dictator like Saddam Hussein. So this definitely all helped me out. Yeah. Right. That must have been horrible. To experience. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say welcome everybody from chat. I mean, you know, you guys. Um, yeah, they have. I don't know if you see chat, but he has questions. He wants to know if you uh, believe that um, you believe in practice the occult as well as being a Christian. I think that's what he meant. Yeah. So does Father kind of believe you can you believe in practice? <laughs> so you can believe. Uh, you can believe in the occult and you can be a practicing Christian, but I, I don't uh, recommend, I don't recommend both. Uh, I mean, the no. occult, I mean, the occult just necessarily means hidden knowledge. And, and in a sense, that's what I dabble in. You know, I don't practice the occult, but I study the occult, you know, and, and all other things, you know, that's, that's what my doctorate in divinity is. It's, it's in nature. It encompasses everything that's theological, supernatural, metaphysical in a sense. So I believe that you can be a practicing Christian and study the occult. But I do believe that uh, practicing the occult and being a Christian, um, for me at least, um, it's not a good combination uh, because there's a lot of opposing views. And, and if you're going to stand firm in the belief system, you know, you want to make sure right. that you have a level-headed judgment and that everything is not clouded. So if you're going to do things based biblically, but it's very important 
to understand other beliefs. And it's other, I think as a, as, as a person who's uh, involved with the paranormal a lot, I do believe that it is important to, to understand the occult practices. You know, the occult practice necessarily it just means, you know, things that are hidden, the dark, you know, and, and essentially that's, you know, my seminary school is esoteric, esoteric interfaith seminaries. So, uh you know, I went to seminary school with people that had different belief systems than mine. And it was great to see other people's ideas and ideology and, and their theologies. And right. so, you know, it, it made for a beautiful uh, union of, of, of an exchange of information. So, yeah, that's where I stand with that. But like being a Christian and a medium for a long time, I was afraid of myself because of the fact that I was Christian. So, yeah. I should have called it like, what was it? A discernment? If a discernment? Yeah. I don't like that, but you know, I know the yeah. church goes against mediums. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and that's what it is. It's it's like the spirit of discernment. The, the unfortunate part is, is that, yeah. that, you know, many people, you know, for me, example, I grew up in, I actually grew up Pentecostal and Baptist and, uh, uh, you know, and, and so, you know, we were taught a lot of false narratives in church about, you know, Catholicism and other people. And if you don't do this, you don't do that, you're going to yeah. go to hell and all that. And so as I got older, I realized that a lot of these things were wrong. So, you know, a lot of false narratives, but I do believe that people who are psychic in nature and have these abilities, you know, these are gifts from God. These are spiritual gifts. I mean, you can look at uh, ancient Judaic texts. Uh, you can look at Aramaic uh, scriptures and, and writings. Uh, you can just go across the board and see that different cultures from around the world had some type of uh, group or individual that was capable of seeing and communicating with spirit or the dead. So, and I think that's a very unique gift. Right, and it was like, isn't the Holy Spirit also a spirit? So yeah, yeah, difference. yeah, and the Holy Spirit <laughs> is a spirit, so, you know. That's what I would say. It's <laughs> yeah, very true. And uh, I think you, you don't mind answering the, one of my questions. Uh, what was it like to grow up in a haunted house? Uh, so I would visit my dad. So I actually lived with my, when my other grandmother died, the one who was a Santeria, I lived with my other grandmother. Uh, she was the one I was Christian, so... Um, for me, it was different because, you know, my dad lived down the street and so I would visit him on, on, on the weekends. So a lot of that stuff would still follow me home. So there were times when I'd be at my house and like things would happen. And so it, it was scary in the sense because it wasn't your Casper, the friendly ghost type of thing. This was just <laughs> like, you know, because uh, the unfortunate part of, of, of this is that, you know, um, you know, the kitchen caught on fire and, and, and the one of, uh, no, my, my, step, my stepmother's brother, actually, we think that he had the attachment to follow him as well, because unfortunately, two of his girlfriends ended up dying in the house fire and the oh, fire wow. department and huh. the fire department could not explain it. They were sleeping and everything caught on fire. Um, and so it was it was it was scary in a sense. But at the same time, it was, it was kind of like, whoa, this stuff is real. This stuff exists. You know, there is no natural explanation for what's happening. And here I am experiencing this type of activity, which is cool in a sense, you know, now that I get older. But, you know, at the same time, you know, it, it was it was uh, it was life changing. You know, it was scary in the sense where you never knew what was going to happen. Left. Yeah, you, you never you don't even know what's going to happen. You know, it was like, what's left to do? You know, what, what can they do? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so see, uh, when did you want to pursue the study of. Demonology and or the cult. Oh, well, you know, demonology. I don't really consider myself um, 
a demonologist. Uh, yeah, although I'm in the assistant to the chief exorcist, I, that kind of uh-huh. falls in, in play. But, you know, I never really follow demonology in the sense where I call myself a demonologist. Even then, to this day, you know, all of my titles that I have, you know, father and doctor, I, I try not to use that. And, you know, I'm still getting used to it. You know, I, uh, okay. so, t- so, so titles for me really don't mean much. And demonologist, I think is just putting uh, a title on there. Right. Uh, what I do think is that I am a seeker of the unknown, and I and I do wish to understand, you know, these uh, extra these these forces that are that are supernatural in the sense where I need to understand and I want to understand them, and it does help my job uh, in the sense where, you know, um, being able to I, I identify, you know, what's demonic uh-huh. and what's not, like you said, the sermon. But I'm not really a demonologist, you know. I am an exorcist, and 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 pretty much it's it's like it's cut and dry, you know psychological evaluation physical evaluation that type of stuff is there you know uh if it's yeah. all clean and clear then you know the next thing is the prayer you know if uh if you have yeah. an aversion if you have an aversion to, to holy objects and you know you start speaking different languages uh supernatural forces uh supernatural power you know uh, you, you start levitating you start knowing things that you wouldn't know of me or my family you know that's right. that's kind of like where and that's the science you usually look for right for in a demonic yeah piece, yeah right yeah what you just mentioned. You don't have to say it here, but yeah. Um, yeah. Can you explain more what demonology might mean if someone doesn't understand it? Well, you know, so as human beings, you know, we're always trying to understand and control things, you know, so we put titles and we put these labels. And so I feel like demonology, um, I think demonology in itself uh, is is one of those studies where you can't really put a name to a demon, you know, right. but as human beings, we try to understand these things. But, and so it works. And so now, you know, these entities know that we've identified them a certain way and we've given them a certain sigil. We've given them a certain symbol and we've given them power. And so now, you know, the study of demonology. But, you know, uh, That's I, what I I'm always people, afraid of. I'm also a medium. I'm sorry. I'm also a medium. And I just don't want to hear the names like, oh, man, I wonder if that'll help, though. But, yeah. and, well, you I know. mean, that's the thing, though. When you give it a name, you give it power. And when you give it power, you're giving it right. control. And when it gives when you give it control, it's it's you know, it can start controlling you. And that's when you have the you know, the the obsession, the possession, uh, the the uh, oh, my gosh, I can't, the manifestation and the oppression, that type of stuff. So it, it comes in stages. But sometimes, yeah. you know, these things are subtle. Uh, but. You know, the, the commonality with, with a lot of these possessions is the fact that um, there is always some sort of underlying issue. So there right. is always some sort of underlying issue, uh, and, and these entities can can prey off of that, you know. Uh, but, there should you know, be and, not only you know, one, but there should be billions of them, and you have to do uh, it all over again. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, in, in, in reality, though, you know, it, it's just... It's it's all about perspective. It's it's all about how you look at things. I mean, like the study of demonology in itself. I mean, hmm. yeah, you know, you can learn all these things and you can read about it, but you know, um, I, I think a lot of people uh, get the study of demonology confused with being an exorcist. And uh, yeah. an exorcist um, is a different thing. That's an actual you vocation. That's the a calling. Between the two. Well, yeah. Well, you know, a demonologist is a person who studies demons, and it's and it's very important information to understand and have a baseline understanding of what these entities are. Uh, you know, there are a couple of people I know out there who are religious demonologists, which I love. 
you know, then there are people who actually don't believe in who who, who are not of the faith and don't believe in demons, but yet they study demonology right. and, and they go out there and they try to evoke these things and try to conjure these things up. And, you know, uh, when yeah, something yeah. happens, you know, they're all of a sudden now they're a believer. Now they believe. Right. <laughs> so, Thank you for answering you know. that. I don't know if you're welcome. Um, yeah. I agree with that note. And uh, welcome, Adam, historians of Adam, house. what's up, brother? How you doing, brother? <laughs> Fellow uh, Warren uh, Legacy member as well. <laughs> uh, let's see, so, there's a question. So Steve I, Johnson, right? He says, does the Annalise Michelle <laughs> recordings... Yeah, so does the Annalise Michelle recordings prove Thank they are you. of a demon? So, you know, the whole thing with the Annalise Michelle thing, there was true demonic possession there. Right. But what ended up happening is, is that the doctors actually, the priests, I'm sorry, the priests didn't provide um, the proper medical treatment. And so all that is, so all that now is, is, is null and void. They didn't take care of her. You know, they oh. didn't take care of her like they were supposed to. You know, if they would have gotten her the proper medical attention, you know, uh, she would have not been malnourished. She would have been healthier. And I'm, and I think that maybe she could have survived that exorcism. But yeah, uh, it was true possession. I do believe it was true possession. But once the fact is that you negate a client of, of their health, you know, then all that goes out the window. Now, that's all speculation. But I do right. believe that it was uh, a real. And I do think that there was a good intention in, in them trying to help her out. But, you know, they were neglectful in the sense where they didn't provide her with medical attention, you know. And that's the most important thing is, you know, we should have a doctor nearby. You know, we should have a psychologist nearby. You have yeah, to be able to make like sure that. that been yeah. the first thing the first thing they should have done with yeah with that yeah. you know what you're saying well yeah well and that's and that's the truth you know what i mean you want to have a medical doctor there because you know the individual is 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 suffering the individual is going through a torment they are going through a beating their oh, body yeah. is changing you know their biology is, is 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 going through a traumatic change and you know they're losing muscle mass they're not eating they're not sleeping their heart rate is slowing down you know, they begin to develop all of these other underlying medical issues that is a cause of being neglectful when you are trying to perform an exorcism. And so I do believe that they had good intention, but once again, they were neglectful. And so, but answering Steve Johnson's question, I, I do think that those tapes were were true, were of true demonic possession. But once again, now it's speculation because it wasn't handled properly. Right. So, uh, Right. That's scary. <laughs> we deal with that. Yeah. So I really commend <laughs> you guys. I would be frightened to death to be even to be in the same room. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing though. Um, demons they they want to project themselves to be stronger than yeah. than what they really are, and 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 they're only as powerful as as uh, as you make them to be. That's so true. you know, it's yeah. it's that self manifestation. It's that energy that you excuse me that they feed off of you and once they feed off of you then once you give them once you give them a leeway once you give them entrance once you just give them a little a little bit they're going to start to try they're going to start to try taking more and more that's true you know and 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 ultimately that's what ends up happening that's what leads to a possession because you've given them the the authority to take over your body you know that's that's really what it is And, and people say well you know if God exists, then why does this? Why does He allow this to happen? Well, that's just human nature. That's free will. You know, many people don't understand that. Yeah, many people don't understand. It's like, well, you know, if God is all seeing and He's all knowing, why is this? Why is there famine? Why are why are all these things happening on Earth? Well, because it's free will. Because He gave us free will, and so He allows the entity to attack the person to strengthen their faith, 
you know, and it's all for the glorification of God. It's all to, to glorify God. And, 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 and as bad as that may sound, that's just the way the theology works. And that's just the way <laughs> life is, you know, um, we have and to go also, back to the original sin. We have to go back to the original sin. The original yeah. sin is Adam, you know, Adam and Eve, yeah. you know, and, and, and although it's, it, it's, it, it sucks in the sense that we have to suffer for them, but you have to think of it as a virus. Yeah. You, know, you have to think of it as, as a virus that, you know, we have in our body and that eventually throughout the years it's going to come out and it's going to manifest. And that's what like the original sin is. And that's why God allows these things to happen. Um, and not only that, though, we have people that are honestly, they are looking for the occult. They're looking to get possessed or, right. or, or inadvertently they're, they're summoning and they're calling these demons and they think it's fake until it really happens to them. Yeah. That's true, unfortunately. Yeah. And also, I'm going to say it's also harder to cross the human spirits over because they have free will. That's true. Free, uh, <laughs> that, is, that is true. I think a lot of people have that confused. Over. Yeah, no, it's true, though. It's, it's a lot harder to cross over a human spirit because they have free will. You know, they're stubborn. You know, uh, they were stubborn in this life. They're going to be stubborn in the next life. So oh, yeah. they may not want to cross over, you know. But, uh, but a, a demon, we have full biblical authority over them. To, to you know to, to have yeah. them leave it's just a matter of, of of how you fight and it's a matter of what your faith is and, and what you believe in yeah yeah you know. and uh, i agree with i fellow member of our legacy foundation hey Aurora, <laughs> um, what's up and uh, she's a freeze that on people playing with evps and also from uh annalisa did i say her name right case yeah annalisa michelle dangerous too yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, there's another good question. Uh, let's see. Joey Mello. Why does knowing a demon's name make it weaker? Because you've identified them. You've identified that entity and now you know their name. And so now you have complete authority over them because they are no longer yeah. able to hide. You've called them out. So now you've called them out on their baloney. And so now it's going to be a fight. Uh, and not only that, though, it also helps with the ritual of, of, of exorcism. Once we have the entity's name, you know, we can command it and we can drive it out because we know their name. And so thus, you know, as 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 we're praying, it's it's taking a spiritual beating on that entity, you know. So once we have the entity's name, we start praying the rosary and we start, you know, doing Hail Marys. That entity is taking a physical beating because now we know its name. We know its authority. We know, you know, and then that's when right. we ask. Um, then we ask, uh, you know, uh, what is the day of your departure? You know, what is the day of your arrival? And when when do you plan to depart? So that's we'll have full control and authority over it. That's true. So I think they're more afraid of us in a sense. Well, they despise they us. They, 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 they don't like us because, you know, we are living children of God. That's true. You know, we, we, are, we are below the angels. You know, we have free will to, to, yeah. to worship and, and, and praise God. You know, they have fallen from grace. So they are constantly reminded of the grace that no they way. had with, with God. So they are fallen from grace. They have no grace. They have no grace from the creator, from God. You know what? And so they, uh, and so I, what ends up happening? Yeah. I'm sorry. I was say your mouth died earlier, right? Mine just died. Literally just died right now. <laughs> Are you serious? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's kidding. That is weird. Yeah. That is weird. <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, ultimately, yeah. But <clears throat> let's see. Let's see. Aurora. Yeah, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so um, so that gives us that gives us the 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 authority uh, over them uh, during right. the ritual of 
the the exorcism. So because they have fallen from grace. And so their pain is constantly reminded that they are not children of light and that they have fallen from God's grace. And so we are better than they are. Uh, and so we can have things that they don't have. So that's why they're constantly reminded. That's why they torment people as well. So, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Uh, so, yeah. So Joey, Emily Rose is actually the American version of uh, Annalise Michelle. So that's what happened. So Annalise Michelle is actually the Emily Rose case. So uh, and then let's see. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a couple of other questions on there. How I, far... How far up the ladder do I? So hey, yep. you know what, man. I'm 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 on senior now, but you know I, I just plan to stay where I'm at. I don't, you know. Obviously, I can't become pope because uh, you know oh. I'm with the independent. <laughs> I'm independent Roman Catholic, uh, and I don't believe in the full authority of of the Vatican. So I do believe that the Vatican needs a lot. They need to change. That's why there's a movement of independent Roman Catholic priests, and a lot of people don't know wow. this, but Father but Father Malachi Martin was an independent Roman Catholic priest. And he was one of the best exorcists ever. Um, so, but yeah, I think I'm okay with Bonsignor, Archbishop. Uh, I'll stay there, but technically I'm a junior bishop. Uh, right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if the Pope can be fired. Uh, can, <laughs> I, I think, I don't think he can. He's elected in there, but he might be able to, you know, if he messes up a lot. So Probably. <laughs> and uh, one of my questions, um, can you explain the difference between ghosts, spirits, or even demonic entities? So a ghost for me uh, is a person who's crossed over. Uh, actually, no, a ghost for me is just like a residual energy. It's it's the spirit of the person who's lived there, uh, yeah. and they're just repeating time in history again. So it's like it's 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 repeating time in sense, and they don't know that they've crossed over. So they're just living that. They're just living that. And for me, as a spirit, is an individual who knows that they passed, but they are intelligent. They can communicate with you. Ghosts cannot communicate with you. You know, it's just like a residual energy that's left behind. But spirits can communicate with you. They can move objects. Yeah. Uh, you know, they can try to communicate. And a demonic entity is obviously something that's inhuman, something that's never, ever walked this earth. Yeah. Yeah. And um, thank you for answering that. Um, so my other question was, what's the most terrifying case that you worked on? If you can share it. So the most terrifying case that I've worked on, um, I haven't had one, honestly. Uh, I'm okay. still, I'm still new in the sense where you know I've worked a couple of different cases. Uh, wow. I've worked about 30, 40 cases this year. Wow. I haven't had a, a terrifying case, but there is one case that I have right now. I have five active cases that are that I'm working on right now with my team that I've dispersed. But there is one case that. Uh, it just kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies, and I think this one is a true and real demonic possession. Um, and so I've been having a lot of different dreams, and and, and I keep on seeing this client uh, in the sense. So I'm waiting for that client to get back to the States so that we can go over and conduct a, a physical investigation. But uh, I do think this case uh, is going to be a, a true demonic uh, obsession, well, oppression, oppression. Oh, wow. Hopefully, hopefully not possession, uh, but the uh, but the 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 evidence is there to suggest that uh, there is something anomalous happening. So, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah and it can affect our dream as well. So that's what scared me too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, though. Fear, fear, right? You know that yeah. word, fear, pops up all the time. 
you know, the, the thing is like, uh, you know, I'm not afraid, but I'm respectful. And, and for me yeah. is, you know, you can't show fear because once you start showing fear, then you're giving, you're giving away your authority, you're giving away your confidence, you're giving away uh, your power, you know, you're not standing your ground anymore. So I think it's important to not be afraid. Um, it's easier said than done. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't, say, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that when you approach a case and it's like real legit dark, you know, you're going to, you're going to tremble a little bit. I'm not saying that's not going to happen, but uh-huh. you do have to stand your ground. You know what I mean? That's and then if you show fear, they can smell fear. And then, you know, so the biggest thing is not to be afraid. You know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. <laughs> right. And be protected 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah, you got to protect yourself. You have to ground yourself. Yeah. You have to you have to do all all of those countermeasures. You know, all of those countermeasures are highly important uh, in your success as a, as a psychic, as a paranormal investigator, as a researcher, knowing your boundaries. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And I don't know if I asked you this before, but have you had uh, the privilege to meet haunted Annabelle doll? Uh, you know what? I have not. Um, uh. I have not had the privilege to see the Annabelle doll. And honestly, I don't have a need to see Annabelle. I don't want to see it. I mean, uh, just to me, it's not its not my cup of tea. Yeah. I don't want to, I mean, you know, if I see it in passing, one thing, you know, if it's there, but, you know, maybe going to the museum, you know, I, I thought about going to the museum, but then I have to put myself in a situation where I'm always dealing with darker cases and, 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 yeah. and, and darker <laughs> demonic forces. You know, I don't want to be in an environment where I can contaminate, you know, uh, my right. sanctity of, of, you know, of, of, of my vocation. Um, I, I don't want to surround myself with negative energy, demonic energy, and I don't want to be subject to any attacks, you know, because I have to be willing and able and prepared to fight. That's so true. I don't really care to see Annabelle. Yeah. At least we do uh, have those tools to uh, protect ourselves and yeah. our loved ones. We're not completely helpless. Yeah. yeah. So George asked, uh, how can you tell the difference between poltergeist and demonic activity? You know, poltergeist and demonic activity are similar in nature, uh, making making the noises and all that stuff. But I think it's all about a matter of discernment. Noisy. Uh, you know, you know uh, poltergeist, uh, they, I think, you know, I think, and this is just my opinion, I do think that poltergeist uh, cases are demons in a sense. I do think that it's demonic activity, but yeah. it's not really it's not really affecting the individual. You know, because with like demonic infestation and all that stuff, you know, there's there are demonic entities that all they just want to do is scare you and they don't want to possess you. Although they that's you know, that can be the end goal. But I do think yeah. that uh, poltergeist cases, uh, you know, are it's that thin line. I, I do think that most poltergeist cases can be demonic cases. Uh, but as as such, you have to treat it with respect and you have to try to all you have to try to debunk it with all different angles of approach and and do your research and find out what's happening, look at the underlying issues, what's going on with the property. So I, I do think they are similar in nature. And I do think that they can lead, uh, you know, a poltergeist haunting can potentially lead into uh, demonic activity. And uh, I was wondering, uh, if we're dealing with a demonic case, it's like yeah. even during the interviews, and we, you think we can still get um, attacked or affected by it? I'm sorry, what was that last question? Uh, my um, ears popped a little uh-huh. bit. If uh, we're dealing with a demonic case, uh, especially like even during the interviews, you think we can mm-hmm. still get attacked or affected by it? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, spirits are not confined by time and space. They're not confined by uh, electronic devices. I do think that, you know, there's a potential risk of, you know, being, uh, you know, 
being attacked, you know? And so that's why it's up to you to always protect yourself and guard yourself with these cases because you don't know what could happen. I mean, there have been instances where there have been instances where people are watching a TV show or a movie and all of a sudden, boom, then it just transfers through and the activity starts happening in your house. I actually had that happen. I don't know if I share with you guys yet, but I was watching that old uh, Ghost Adventure show. They were Mm -hmm. investigating the uh, adult island. Mm -hmm. And right after I turned it off the TV, I swore I heard a bunch of little children laughing. Could have been, you know, could have been. I was actually here because I, you know, <laughs> for me, I, I was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would too, because, you know, there's, there's been times when I, some, my, you know, my buddy and I, we, I love horror movies, you know, it's crazy. Uh, I love I scary movies, you know, Yay. we have, uh, we have horror movie nights on Monday and we try to watch like the scariest videos and movies, right? And it's funny because like, that's it's so like, oh, that's real, you know, and so I'll watch it and I'll laugh. But there was one time where we were watching an actual like demonic movie. Uh-huh. And like something in the kitchen fell, and I go, all right, I'm just oh, playing out a lot of my house. I, you know, I, 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 t- I command you to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. It never happened again. So, you know, there's a potential of that stuff. At least yeah, holy water in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I, for me, I, I, that's called transference. You know, transferring energy yeah, from one place to another. That. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, George. Yeah. You know, and 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 don't take me for that. You know, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, George, from what I've seen, but uh, it's been my experience that uh, poltergeist activity uh, normally is demonic activity or poltergeist activity uh, starts off as poltergeist activity and it actually turns out to be a demonic entity. Then you have the rare cases of um, the thing. So there is this movie uh, that I picked up uh, and it's called uh, The Entity. It's based from 1982. Yeah, it's based on a shock and true story where the the lady, uh, well, in in the movie, her name is Carla Moran, where she is sexually assaulted and it's by yeah, a no, by a poltergeist, and uh, it was it was scary. I mean, it, it yeah. was scary yeah, to see what she was going through, and even until this day, she, I believe, from what the movie said, she is still suffering from these attacks. Okay. You know what I mean? Thirty, forty years later, she's going through this all the time, and. I don't know if she's afraid or I don't know if she's reached out to anybody, but I mean, that, that can't be good. Suffering sexual attacks, malevolent attacks, diabolical attacks every day. Oh. Every day. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Excuse and, me. Oh. No worries. And uh, let's see. I have another one. Do you believe that UFO can be connected to a uh, haunting? Yeah, so I actually have a case uh, that's still open. Uh, it's one of my clients. She uh, was abducted by an alien, and ever since she's been abducted by an alien, uh, she's shown me proof of it, and she's got to move on. Uh, she has an increased uh, ability in psychic activity. She sees entities. She's here ghosts as well. Now she's an open conduit. So I do believe that there is a connection <laughs> between UFOs and, and, and uh, paranormal activity. Uh, I do believe that, you know, uh, there are other people out there from different planets, and I call them starseeds. I do believe that those things are real. I do believe in starseeds. I don't think that we are the only people in this galaxy, in this universe. We'd have to to be completely ignorant. You know, the fact of the matter is that the Bible, you know, the the church teaches otherwise. But, you know, uh, the church doesn't always know everything. You know, it doesn't talk about dinosaurs in the Bible. But, yeah, people will say, well... There's dinosaurs. It doesn't talk about it in the Bible, so it must be fake. No, these things are real. You know, these 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 are these things that that are out there, and I think a lot of people will find that 
you know, although I'm an independent Roman Catholic priest, I do have uh, an open mind because I've seen these things. I've experienced these things. You have to have an open mind. You have to have an open mind. But I try to stay in my lane. You know, Uh, I, I provide chaplaincy and so, you know, do I have a favorite book in the Bible? Uh, you know, uh, Psalms, you know, Psalms like 91. Psalms. He, that dwelleth in his, he that dwelleth in a secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my comfort and my refuge, you know, my tower, my fortress. I love the Psalms. Um, and I think but, the hardest book would be the, the book of Revelation. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Um, everyone has a fear for the most part. Yeah. So honestly, what I'm afraid of is sharks. Although I surf, although I surf, I buy. I don't step foot in the ocean. Well, maybe like towards my ankles, yeah. but that's probably hard though. But I'm, but I'm afraid of sharks. But you know, it's because I watch too many horror uh, shark jaws. movies. Like, yeah, you know, it's like you know, I'm, 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 I'm kind of plump and juicy, so you know. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. So, yeah, you know, and, and and honestly, you know, that's that's my, that's my my, my thing. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, there's a couple of other questions out here that people yeah. uh, are asking. Thank um, you, guys. Thank you for answering these questions. I have not seen Aurora. I have not seen uh, Don't Breathe. Is that the one where the individual is blind? I think I and, uh, and and the kids break into his house and he's like him. a he's like a psycho killer. I don't know. <laughs> have you seen the movie The Fourth Kind, Alien or Demonic, or both? Uh, I do believe Aliens. I have seen The Fourth Kind. Uh, I, I, I do believe that, you know, alien abduction it's can resemble demonic. It's kind of weird. It's like this weird connection. It's like this love-hate <laughs> thing. I, I, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think, I think honestly, alien abduction, uh, I think aliens could potentially be fallen angels. Yeah, you know, although, you know, it's specifically that, you know, and, and half, half of heaven fell to earth. But, you know, that's not specific in the sense where it doesn't necessarily mean just earth in general. I mean, you know, I think that of these entities. I mean, look at the Anunnaki. I think the Anunnaki uh, from Zechariah Sitchin, uh-huh. these were ancient people. Uh, the Nephilim, it says in the beginning of the Bible, and in the beginning, God's sons walked the earth, and they were called the Nephilim. Okay, but then later on, we, t- we have Jesus Christ. So there's a lot of different things, biblically speaking, that, you know, we have to look. Um, if you take the Bible literally for what it's worth, <laughs> if you take the Bible literally, you're going to miss out on a lot of things. You, you know, you have to be able to understand the scripture, read the scripture, and let the word speak to you and resonate, and and oh, yeah. and come with a clear, thoughtful approach. I mean, it's a great book in general. I love the Bible, obviously, because I teach it. But you know, there's a lot of secrets of the Bible out there as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to yeah. say good night to Adam and his stories. Hey, good night, Believe brother. Us. Hey, congratulations, <laughs> uh, congratulations yeah, on your new house, brother. I, I I can't I can't wait uh, to see pictures of your house, brother. Um, yeah, aliens don't believe in God. I you know I, I I don't think that's true. I don't I don't I don't think that's true. I think aliens uh, believe in God because if there is a creator of heaven and earth, and they have to fully understand that they have been created by something much more powerful than they are. And if he is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, you know the the the, the beginning of everything then obviously he's made aliens as well. You know, that's that's my thing. I, I think, I believe aliens, but once again, free will. You don't have to serve him. You don't have right. to acknowledge him, but I do believe that these aliens know that there is a higher power and that higher power has authority over them. I always um, think that if aliens, even though obviously there's some signs are showing up now, but if they wanted to destroy us, they could have done that a long time ago, you know. They could have. <laughs> You know, they could have, but, 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 <laughs> but by 
some supernatural force, but then at the same time too, you know, um, Ralph Sarchi, uh, I follow him a lot and, uh, he had an interesting concept in class about, uh, you know, the, the big fallacy of aliens in nature that I don't recall if it was now that aliens were fake, but aliens are demonic in nature. And I do believe that aliens can be demonic in nature. I, I, I 100% believe that they are a, a, a different race of, of beings or fallen angels that are evil. I, I really don't certainly think that they come in peace. Um, but I, I do think that when you look at the times of, of, of ancient Egypt, um, there were a lot of visitations uh, because there yeah. was that connection between man and, and, and creator. I think the creator allowed these things to happen, but no one knows now. No one knows now because, you know, we have we are so disconnected as a human race with one another and our belief systems that I don't think we even deserve the privilege of being able to encounter these beings in a sense that if they really are good, we're not worthy to see them. I also like know. to think that the more open we are, the more we will see. I do. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, the Pentagon just released classified uh, documentation about UFOs. Right. You know. So I got a friend, uh, you know, I, I've been trying to get Ralph on the show, uh, King. He doesn't want to come on the show. He doesn't do any interviews. Oh. Yeah, yeah Ralph, Ralph is well-guarded. He only does uh, the other stuff, uh, but no, uh, Ralph doesn't do any shows, really. Just like I've been trying to get uh, Jimmy to come on the show, but, you know, he's got his own thing going on. He said he'll come on the show one day, but I know he's busy, and he's got some other stuff. I know he's made a couple of other shows, but. I think also too, you know, there's that uh that whole disconnection from the Nesper and the Warren Legacy Foundation. So yeah. I, I think there's strings being pulled in the sense where, you know, you're not really allowed to interact with the Warren Legacy Foundation member. Although Lorraine did say, you know, uh-huh. Chris McKinnell and Nesper are supposed to be working together. So whatever. But that's 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 not my business, you know what I mean? So, but yeah. I love Jimmy. I want to get him on the show. Hopefully, I get him on the show. I know. Yeah, you watch him he, on our show. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I you know, because I wanted to get him on the show, but I, I've seen him go on other shows. But I know he's yeah. had prior engagements, so I know these are his prior commitments. You know, Jimmy's a is a nice guy. Mister Hanson's a nice guy. I love the guy. Um, yeah. You know, just like the other guys, like Dan Rivera and and, and you know, like Eric Vitali. You know, he's cool. <laughs> you know, there's a couple of other different people out there, but I, I still at the same time, you know, it's just like. You know, there is every, everyone, everyone has to be guarded. What's up? What's um, the question? I have a hard time with my mouse decided not to work. Uh, <laughs> missing Steve's question. Or was it? Oh, he wants to know if he, the demon is le, le, what? Demon is language? <laughs> Something about language? Let me see. I think I saw that question earlier. Uh, is, the, is the demonic language an official yeah. language used by humans? Thank you. <laughs> so, so I don't think so. I, well, I haven't experienced that firsthand, so I couldn't tell you. What I can tell you, though, as a Christian, uh, there is a, a spiritual talk, there's angelic talk. It's called talking in tongues. And the idea behind that is that you're anointed by the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit touches uh-huh. you and hits you, you start speaking in tongues. But, you know, according to the rules, though, you're supposed to have it. You're supposed to have something or you're supposed to have somebody there to be able to interpret. So you have the gift of tongues and you have the gift of interpretation of tongues because right. you have a spiritual connection. So you don't know of what's coming through as positive or if it's a negative alien energy. Kind of like channeling. You know? Yeah, kind of like challenging. That's, that's really kind of what it is. Because, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I was a Christian. I was like afraid of having to yeah. speak of tongues. 
I know it's serious. Yeah. I'm afraid it's probably serious. Yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 hard to uh, to understand because you know we look at the you know the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell yeah. upon the people and they started speaking in tongues and that can be a scary thing to do, but. I do think a lot of churches do go overboard yeah. with, you know, the, 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 the talking in tongues and running around the church and yelling and, and going in circles, you know. That, to me, definitely is not uh, order, you know, because God is a God of order. You know what I mean? Yeah. God is a God of order. And so people try to use the example, well, we're dancing like David danced. But no, David danced in spirit. He danced in spirit and he danced in place. He didn't run around circles like a lunatic speaking in tongues. He danced in place. So there has to be order because God is a God of order. You know what I mean? Especially when it comes to when it comes to church, when it comes to the temple. I mean, was it not Jesus Christ that flipped over the table and says, How dare you sell them in, in my dad's house, in my father's house, selling yeah. stuff? I mean, that, that that just shows that there has to be a certain reverence. So, you know, but that's that's, that's my good. take on that. Yeah. No, I see it. Um I also wanna know how is those phenomena different from the demonic? Mm, ghost phenomena and demonic phenomena, I, I think they they can be intertwined in a sense. It's a supernatural activity. It's something supernatural that's that's unseen and that you can't explain. Yeah. Um, you know, ghosts can move things and they can touch things. So can demonic, uh, you know, so can the demonic. They can do these things, but the problem is that they do it in the worst situation and they can actually... Uh, infest, manifest, oppress, subjugate you, and eventually possess you, which is something a ghost can't do. Although there are current studies, um, you know, by certain priests and other right. individuals around the world trying to find out whether human spirits can uh, possess an individual. I think they can influence you and change your demeanor, but not in the same sense where a demonic entity can fully possess you. Yeah. That's true. And yeah. they also... I wonder, do they, have, they also have superhuman strength, or is that just for a demonic trait? Well, I don't... Uh, I, don't I was wondering. From, from my experience, I don't think ghosts have superhuman strength in the sense, right. you know, that you would think of demonic, you know, because the demonic takes over you, they actually have a vessel. So you are the vessel that they are using. So their energy, oh, right. their, their power is being intensified through your physical being. And so... I had a case last year where uh, I did an exorcism with uh, Chris McKinnell. Uh, it was a five foot, uh, the young lady was five foot one. She was sitting down being prayed for. Uh, she was in France and uh, her brother was praying oh, wow. for her, yeah, holding her down. He is six foot three, 280 pounds, Scandinavian Viking muscle. This guy is muscle as a tank. Huh. He, she took him and put and flew him across the room. She threw him across the room and broke his arm. Oh man. <laughs> so. Yeah, but even then, you know, that wasn't full demonic possession. It was full. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. Um, it's an oppression. She was being oppressed. Uh, you know, I think there were times where she was possessed, but this time, uh, it was an obsession of the possession. It was an obsession of the demonic that led to you know the strange anomalies happening. So, yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Right. Uh, what What would be your kind of uh, type of hunt that would interest you the most well, what would be my type of haunting that i'd see the most yeah. what type of activity yeah <clears throat> lately the five cases that i have it's all demonic uh every case that i've had is everyone thinks it's demonic uh there really hasn't right. been a distinguishing factor but we've been able to debunk a lot of these cases with mental illness schizophrenia uh, mass paranoia drug abuse sexual abuse traumatic brain injury 
that type of stuff. So, you know, for me, the common cases that are that I see are, are demonic in nature. And obviously, you know, I'm a priest and everybody wants an exorcism, but <laughs> not happening. Right. Um, he wants to know your demons take orders from the devil. I don't want to say his name, but. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, they they can. Uh, they can but all, yeah, but you know, but they're also to uh, free spirit in a sense where they can roam and, and do and do whatever they want. You know, their their job is to cause havoc. Yeah, they they do take orders from that other evil entity, but they also have to take orders from us, from faith, people who are a faith. You know, um, uh, during demonic possession, a lot of people when we perform exorcisms, uh, there's been a lot of accounts where you know, the Holy Spirit comes through and we pray for these individuals and they fear and they tremble at the name of Jesus Christ, or they even fear and they tremble at the name of Mother Mary. Mother Mary is one of the oh, wow. biggest things that many entities do not like, uh, God's mother. Uh, yeah, there have been cases state, where right? demonic, uh, where, yeah, because we do, you know, we've done exorcisms and there's been cases where the demons are like, we don't want you to say her name. She's full of bright love and energy. Don't say her name. Say Jesus' name instead of Mother Mary, you know. And so once we have that, we use that and we'll do the, the rosary. We'll do Hail Marys. So, but yeah. yeah. So they do take orders, but they also, they, have, they also have to take orders from us. But they're only allowed to do certain things because, you know, God only gives them a certain authority to do. They have to ask permission. They have to ask permission uh, from God to, to be able to even afflict this person, just like when Job when Job was attacked and he was swallowed, right. God said, you can do anything you want, but you cannot kill him. And so he, you know, he, he lost his family. He lost everything. He was swallowed by a big fish. Yet there was, there were rules. Story, yeah. There were rules that they had to follow. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah what, so. what would be um, your favorite bucket place you want to go to? My favorite investigation place? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I, uh, like uh, a place to go investigate you mean uh-huh or yeah well, you, you know uh so i'm by the uss hornet here in the bay area so i might want to check oh, that place out so but cool. but you know everybody wants to go to the conjuring house i i really want to get a good look at the amityville house and see what's there that's my thing yeah you we know, should go there <laughs> yeah, that, yeah we should we should i mean you're on my <laughs> team so. <laughs> yeah 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 but i mean honestly it's just um you know, one of those things where it's, it, it kind of fascinates me in a sense, is there really something there or is it just all self-manifestation or is it, um, you know, an egregore or a tulpa that's been manifested or and that it combined. Could be the land yeah. itself. It could be the land itself. Yeah. You know, there's Anything. that combined, there's that combined energy there. Right. So it's just, like, yeah. okay, cool. But yeah. <sighs> So let's see. What else we got? Any more questions? Sure, I have plenty of questions for you. <laughs> Good. And, Do you uh, have um, a favorite uh, type of self tools, if any, to use during investigation? Ooh. Uh, hmm. So I've got a REM pod, and I've got some static sensors. I've got these little, little blue static sensors. They're little black boxes with the blue light, and there's an antenna oh, that sticks yeah. up. Yeah. So I put those on different corners of, of, of the place I'm investigating, and it's kind of cool to see them light up, you know, because that means there's some type of static energy there. So that just gives me – so those are my favorite. It's the simplest thing, but I like it. I also have my REM pod. Uh, it's just annoying, though. It's they are loud. annoying. <laughs> but I also have my FLIR. I have a FLIR camera uh, attachment that I can put to oh, my cell phone. Cool. 
And so I, I like using that. So um, a picture of everything. EVPs are always a plus, but, um, you know, my mind, my body, you know, just I think yeah. the best tool that an investigator can use is themselves. Yeah. So a tulpa and egregore, basically like a tulpa yeah, is. Yeah, they <laughs> Yeah. And so a tulpa, like Chris talks about it, a tulpa uh -huh. is like a, a collective energy that uh, that people uh, can uh, can make, right? And then egregores it's are kind like, of the same uh, thing. I was thinking yeah. Zozo, right? Yeah, like Zozo, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, like tulpa and egregores are self-manifestation of people. So it's like the Philip experiment. So there was a yeah. lot of people that got together uh, and they brought together and they said, we're going to name this entity Philip. And so yeah. after a long while, they kept on calling Philip, Philip, Philip. They made him out of nowhere and he manifested. So tulpa and egregore is more like, I think, uh, it's like maybe like fairies or that type of stuff. But they're along the lines. Tulpas and egregores are self-manifested beings uh, that... Uh, arise yeah. due to the fact that people put power into it. Kind of so like their own so, uh, thought form, yeah. right? Yeah, so uh, it's like the Slender Man. Like the Slender Man. Slender Man, like yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, so like the Slender Man. <laughs> so it's just, it's just like, let's so let's say for example, Aurora, uh, you wanna let's say I'm gonna I'm gonna create my own spirit and I'm gonna call him John. And there really isn't a John, and then but you keep on calling John, 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 do this, John, do that. Eventually, after your belief system, John might actually appear and start messing around and knocking stuff over. A lot of that is due to self-manifestation. You've created that entity. Um, and so, and so know, once so, that's created, I always want to help him once get rid of that type of energy. I mean, I would surmise the same way you created it, right? Maybe just, uh, you know, not give it authority, tell it to go away, don't call it out, and just ignore it. Yeah. Right. And that's what I would think. Recognition or fear or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's what. I, that's what. I mean, that's my opinion. But I mean, who knows? And uh, I think we have time for a couple more. Uh, I'm sure. I don't know if you've been asked this or not, but are exorcisms real? How do they compare to what we see on TV or film? Uh, exorcisms are rare. Uh, are, are real, but they are rare. Okay. Uh, many times we have people who believe that they are afflicted by a demon and it's a psychological issue and they're seeing things. But the caveat to that is that, excuse me, I do believe that people who suffer from extreme mental illness are suffering from, you know, some type of demonic entity. Uh, Father Amort said that if we were able to pray for people in, you know, the mental institutions that they probably would be liberated. Father Amort is convinced that many people who are stuck in asylums are being tormented and yeah, attacked. That, that's tough. Yeah, but you know they 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 are rare, uh, and and not every exorcism is the same, and you're, not everyone's gonna you know right. spit pea Everybody soup, and not everyone's <laughs> gonna turn their head, not everyone's gonna levitate. Uh, levitation uh, <laughs> levitation is rare. Uh, I think maybe mm -hmm. out of a thousand exorcisms documented, maybe three or four priests have experienced uh, levitation. But it's still scary, though. It's still scary because you're dealing yeah. with, it's, it's, you know, especially if you're not prepared. That's why, you know, the exorcism ministry, you have to be, you have to live a certain level of sanctification. You have to pray, you have to read, you have to fast. You know, you have to be cautious in what you do in your everyday life because you can be attacked in any way. You know, you can't let things get to you. You know, you have to try to live a peaceful 
in a humble life, you know, it's not to say you can't be human. Obviously we make mistakes, but you know, to perform an exorcism as well, I have to be absolved of all my sins and I have to make right. sure that I'm not giving any ammunition to that entity to use against me because it's a lot of psychological attacks. You know, yeah, they'll mix and everything. They'll, right. they'll mix truth with lying, and that's how they get you. They mix truth with lying. So, yeah, I was, but I remember one time I was at Queen Mary, and towards I was saying she got levitated and thrown across the room. Yeah. So, oh, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's a demonic entity, but although there's dark energy on there, but you know, people yeah, won't kill them. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel the mist energy on there. Yeah. Uh, do you follow? Did you follow the kid? The last rent movie was based on. So, uh, Father Josh something. Uh, he lives out here in San Jose. The priest. The, the movie was based on. Uh, that and as, me. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, I actually have that book. Uh, I'm actually oh, reading wow. it right now. I am. Uh, I'm actually on page 19. I just picked it up uh, yesterday. It's Father Gary Thomas. Uh, so I have wow. not followed that case, but. Uh, what he did is essentially he went on, uh, he didn't believe in this stuff. He was uh, a mortician or he worked at a funeral home. And uh, so he went on and he was called to be an exorcist and he never believed in any of this stuff. And uh, he saw firsthand, you know, what, you know, what that old Italian exorcist went through. Uh, over a hundred, ex- there are over a thousand reported cases of exorcism in Italy right now. The Vatican is oh, struggling wow. to get exorcists because they either don't believe or don't want to do it. Uh, so, yes. but yeah, Father Gary Thomas, he lives out here in San Jose area. And he also teaches at the seminary as well. They, yeah. uh, I think I want to say they enter through the spirit, right? Through our spirit. You, I don't know. I want to know when people get possessed, where in the body, like, do they actually enter? Oh, uh, I see. So I'm not a psychic, so I can't answer like the chakra or, or whatever, or what type of vibration, but they enter your body. Uh, they just have, you know, you give them full authority and they enter your body. You know, they just come on and it's like they just walk right into you. You know, but it starts subtle. It starts with the different attacks, the manifestation, the infestation, the oppression, and then, you know, the subjugation, making you feel guilty, and then now creating a deal saying, hey, you know, I'll let you enter me if you stop, you know, tormenting me. And so that's when the full possession. So they come into your body. They, you know, uh, it's not a specific channel or a chakra. I think that's what the original intent of this question was. But they just enter your body. They just enter your body. So yeah. Um, um, I mean, it's not like you know, they enter through your mouth or through your nostrils. It's just a transient energy just taking over. So if you just imagine walking into a shower and the water falling over you in the shower, I would imagine and surmise that's how the entity. You know, is in you, but it's also psychological as well. They start off psychologically as well. They get in your head mentally. They start attacking you mentally, and they start breaking you down. So I would say originally, maybe in that aspect, they attack you mentally. They approach. Uh, they start with the mental attacks, and then the mental attacks lead into the full physical. Yeah. Yeah, or saying they might go for the solar plexus. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. You know, I'm not I, that I, familiar I, with the chakras, but I've read, heard of them. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense, though, because it's directly the center of your body. Your solar yeah. plexus is right there. Your heart, you know, your heart, your your life form is right there. Your, your vital organs. So, but yeah, I mean, that makes sense as well. But I, I, you know, I haven't had the privilege or I don't want to ask a demon, how'd you enter, you know? No, in my luck, this, you know, the demon's going to be a smart ass for me and said, you know, through his asshole. <laughs> There's asshole. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's a scary thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he wants to know real quick: Are 
uh, I'd like to answer that. RJ so, so, you know, I can't answer anything for the Vatican. I do know that the Vatican does have homosexual priests, uh, but they probably don't want you to talk about it in public. But once again, I belong right. to the Independent Roman Catholic Organization, so I can't answer anything for the Vatican. So, you know, and, and I do think that's the reason why we have a lot of these allegations and the sexual abuse because right. it's it's so rough. You know, I'm not excusing what they did. It's 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 it's, it's heinous. It's horrendous. But the fact that they're yeah, not allowing them to have uh, a couple or partake in love, it's just too much to ask. As a human being, we need to be able to express love to one another and have a partner. That's how I believe. Yeah, that's true. Well, an hour flew by real quickly. Uh, where can everyone find you at your work? So you can find me here on the Paranormal King Radio Network with my co-host Dalton Harold. Our show is called Enter the Dark every second and fourth Tuesday. You can find my group and page called The Paranormal Connection or... I think uh, you can find me on, on Facebook, Kenneth.Torres backslash 530, I think. So, yep. And, so I'm here. And we're both on the Warren Files. Yeah, and the Warren Legacy. Files, the Warren Legacy Foundation. Foundation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you, need to get, if you need to get a hold of me, you can uh, email me at ktorres at warrenlegacy.com. Yes, and being an exorcist is a spiritual calling. Uh, a lot of priests are called into this and they don't want it, but they're going to soon later find out that you have to be spiritual. Um, I think so. You have to, it has to be a spiritual calling. It has to, I didn't, I didn't want this. Uh, I didn't want to be an exorcist, but I was told that, you know, I have that gift. And so I struggled with it for like six months to a year until I said, you know what, fine. I do have this experience of spiritual deliverance. And I commend you for it and everything that you do. And you're always in my thoughts and prayers. So thank you so much. Thank you so thank much. You for being th- show. <laughs> you're right, thank you for being on our show. Thank you so much. Oh, anytime. Thank you. You're always welcome to my show. Good night, everyone. Thank you, guys. See you next week. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Hi, my name is Nicole Jaspard. I'm an empath and paranormal investigator. I am also an author of a dozen books. Thank you for listening to Haunted Real Connections, where I'll bring you the best mediums and paranormal people the field has to offer. Stay tuned for another great show on Paranormal King Radio.